0: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: All right, welcome to a Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors Blue for the American News. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, and I am joined today by Connor Laturno, San Francisco Chronicle beat writer for the Golden State Warriors. It is La Tuesday, so we do what we do here on La Tuesdays. So we're going to talk about what's going on with the Warriors, and then we're going to wrap up the show with some quick La Tuesday trivia. But we we're recording this from my hotel room, an undisclosed location in Las Vegas. Uh, last night, Connor, we were. Why does it have to be
1: undisclosed?
0: I'm not going to tell people what. That I'm not going to tell everybody that we're staying at the nicest place in the ARIA. I'm just not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell people that we're in the King Suite, the Presidential Suite, at the ARIA. Okay. I'm just not going to tell people that. Okay, I understand. Because, um, you know, we're kind of big deals. I don't <laughs> want people st- staking out the place, you know, waiting for our autographs, you know. it's There's not a lot of big stars at Summer League, so we're probably one of the biggest. Um, <laughs> anyway... Speaking of stars, we'll talk about Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Mooney a little bit. We're going to break down the roster now that it's essentially set, right? We kind of know for agency, the smoke is cleared, we kind of know what this roster is. I've talked about it, obviously, on this podcast a lot, but not necessarily with you. Um, so we're going to discuss all of that um, also. But before we do that, Connor, we have watched now one summer league game in Las Vegas, a two, two summer league games in Sacramento. We've are just we we've just now gotten back from Warriors practice, um, one of their several practices that they're doing here in Las Vegas. What are your impressions of the Warriors in summer league so far, and, and who are, uh, some of the names that have stood out to you?
1: Um, yeah, it's it's been re- actually a really fun summer league, going all the way back to Sacramento summer league. Um, there's been uh, a, a lot to follow. I feel like the big thing, obviously, is Jonathan Kaminga. Um, is he as close? Is he as far away from contributing as a lot of people thought? entering the draft um and i i think based off the first couple summer league games you have to believe that he can play a role on this team this season i'm not saying he'll be a a, a key contributor i'm not even say saying he'll be a regular part of the rotation but he's got an NBA ready body i think his feel for the game is a little further along than i initially thought um and i think his his athleticism is as good if not even better than i thought and so you know there, especially in Summer League where there's not a lot of plays being drawn up, there's not a lot of practice time, you really have to rely on the the it factor, that X factor. And you can tell just on an NBA floor in a Summer League environment, uh, he's different than almost everyone else out there. Like, he looks special. And I think that the, the front office has to feel really good right now about their decision to take him number seven because – he just has uh, an upside to him and, and, a, and, a, and an X factor that is uh, unique, and I think mm-hmm. he's probably one of the only players in this draft to have that level of that quote-unquote hit factor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious to see what role he'll play, but based off what we've seen from him so far, I think he can play a role.
0: He's going to get minutes. I mean, we know that. Um, what role he'll play is an interesting question. He's been watching a lot of film. I was talking to him today after practice. He was watching, he's been watching film on Draymond Green. And how the Warriors use him. And it's been interesting in Summer League to see the Warriors play him a lot at the 4 and the 5, right? This is a guy who a lot projected as maybe a future small forward. I still think that's ultimately where he ends up in the NBA, is maybe more of a 3-4. I don't really see him playing a ton of 5. I just, I don't think that's where you put him if you want to play to his strengths. But it's Summer League, he's one of the biggest dudes out there. You play him at the 5 just to see what happens. Maybe there's a world where he can be a small ball, you know, front court guy. In closing lineups for this team, I don't think that'll happen right away. I think the other options that we'll get to here in a minute, but um, yeah, the fact that he's been watching a lot of film on Draymond Green, uh, I was talking with Chris Weems today when we were, I asked him during the the scrum today after practice, like is that screen and roll thing been a focus? You know, we know that Draymond and that screen, that pick and roll stuff with Steph Curry is a big part of him and Steph's two man game, but has that been a focus for Kuminga? And He said, yeah, that's been a major thing that we're trying to teach him is where to set these screens how to set them hard, when to get out of those screens, get to the basket and all those uh, kinds of things. I think that's sort of the role we could see with Kaminga because the one thing for sure is, is his game NBA ready? Not yet, right? Like there's still parts that he needs to fill in, but his body is NBA ready. And if that's the case, then he should be able to set like really hard screens and make some athletic plays that can help this team. And a team that doesn't really have a ton of really great athletes, right? That's part of why they drafted Kaminga
1: yeah and and so I bottom line, I think that um, based off what the expectations were entering the draft, I think he might be a little further along than people gave him credit for. Um, and um, I'm personally just so curious to see what he does not only this season but long term. I think he has all the tools. I'm working on something bigger on him and I talked to one of his former coaches, today and this is a coach who has coached uh, powerhouse level high school programs for the past 20 years and has coached a slew of former NBA players and he told me I have never been around anyone like this guy like he's just a freak yeah like an absolute freak and don't forget that he's 18 years old he doesn't turn 19 uh, until October and I've spent some time around him already and based off what I've gotten to know about him. I think that some of the character concerns, some of the concerns about his makeup are unwarranted. I think that he has a lot of uh, the the intangibles to be an all-time great. And I I really do feel like he could be an all-star in this league. I'm not (laughs) not saying that he will be a Hall of Famer, but I do think he could make some all-star teams in his career.
0: Well, if he's an all-time great, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Well, yeah. They're kind of synonymous, synonymous <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. terms, yeah.
0: Uh, I think he's got an all-star in his future. I think that this is a guy who like you said, has all the tools. There's definitely an X factor about how he's able to use his body. He's not just 6'8", 215 pounds, right? He's got control of that body. And it looks a little loosey-goosey sometimes. Like, some of the passing stuff is really, really worrisome. I just... he And, and the shooting touch from outside. Like, he's just... There's no touch there. When the ball has to go a long distance, he's got no touch, right? Whether it's a long pass or a long shot, that stuff needs to be fixed. But you can fix that. Like, that stuff is fixable. We've seen that time and time again. Um, Not all the time, but it's possible. Uh, The other stuff, though, that's the stuff you can't teach. And there's a confidence about him now being around him for a few days. Um, There's definitely a confidence about him. And he's really happy about his situation with Golden State, right? Like, he wanted to play for the Warriors. That was a team that he circled on the draft board. Um, so I think he's really excited the other guy I want to talk about uh, quickly is Moses Moody I think a lot of the attention is about it, it has been on Kaminga and rightly so 7th overall pick all I the haven't attention. even written
1: about Moody because <laughs> I've been so on this like yeah. Kaminga bandwagon in terms of just writing about him and it's because I'm just way more curious about Kaminga yeah. but that's almost a credit to Moody because I'm less curious about Moody because I already feel like I know who Moody is because he's further along right. in certain ways yeah, and the role
0: he's playing right now in Summer League is pretty much the same role he's going to play in the NBA level, right? Just run the floor hard, space the floor, be in the right spots, rebound, and just make shots when the ball gets to you. And look, he's not going to get 13 shots every game like he did last night. I think it was 13 shots. But he's going to get the ball. He's going to play. I think that there's a chance he could play a lot uh, pretty early based on Clay's timetable that they might have to based rely Based off him. their wing depth right now. Right.
1: They're starting... Two might be Damian Lee to start the season. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure that Moody is that far be- behind where Damian Lee is. Yeah. Well, I'm not ready to go that far. I think we'll see it when
0: they're actually playing with Steph and Clay and Draymond because there's definitely a chemistry that needs to yeah. be a part of it that Moody's just not going to have right away the way that Damian Lee has it. So I'm not sure I'm quite there, but I definitely think that there's things that Moody can give you. Damian Lee's actually an underrated rebounder also. but um, I think there's things that Moody can give you right away. Where, I'm not saying Kaminga can't. I just think that what we've seen from Kaminga so far in Summer League is like, cool, get him the rock, let's see what he can do, where I think what Moody has done and what we've seen from him is much more easily transla- translatable? Tran- trans- translatable Translatable. That's yes. a word, uh, to what he's going to be doing um, in the NBA. But I've talked a lot about that. Let's get to the rest of the depth chart, okay? Because the Warriors have pretty much figured that part out smoke is clear on free agency. We kind of know what this thing's going to look like. We're going to talk about that after this break. This is Locked On Warriors. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Back here with Locked On Warriors with Connor Letourneau, uh, Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to La Tuesdays. Um, we'll get to some trivia a little bit later on. Talking about the rest of this depth chart, though, uh, Connor. The Warriors made a couple moves over the last 24 hours. They let Nico Mannion go ahead and sign this contract overseas to go play in Italy. Nico Mannion's going to go and be basically the hero of Italy, and that's going to be his life. And I'm very happy for him. He's also the Parmesan ambassador of the NBA. And I know what you're thinking. How many Parmesan ambassadors are there in the NBA? There's just one. He's and a, a big Nico Parmesan Manian. deal? Uh, I think it's it's almost a little racist. I think just because he's Italian, they're like, "Hey, Parmesan, you like that, right?" Uh, but he agreed to be the sponsor. He also so...
1: came to the league where there's like no Italian players in the league right now, and they? no uh, ambassadors of Parmesan cheese. So yeah. he's filling a real need. I'm sure Bargnani hasn't been in the league for a minute now. Yeah, so... I don't
0: know what his I don't know what his taste in cheese is, but I've <laughs> never heard him talk about Parmesan. That's for sure. Uh, so they basically swap out Nico Mannion for Chris Chiozza. Uh Chioza joins the team on a two-way contract. Don't really know what to expect from him as far as playing time and stuff. He's just right now a body. They know they're they're pretty much going to maintain have a point guard in that two-way spot. They're looking for guys who are reliable, they kind of know what they are. They're young. There's some maybe more shooting upside than there was with Nico, and that's basically Chioza. Right? I think
1: I think in the near term, he's an upgrade from Mannion. I think he is a pass first point guard, but yeah. he's a better sh- He's a little bit better shooter than Manny. He's not a great shooter, uh, but he's a little bit uh, better, partly just because he's been in the league a while now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's also very short. He's only 5'11", 5'11" I think 170 pounds. Um, you know, he he's, I, I think he can be a helpful player, yeah. um, but the, I actually looked at him as a guy that maybe they would sign just to a full minimum on a, on a 15-man roster spot. Um, the fact that they got him at a, on a two-way, I think, was actually a, a bargain. Um, well, he's played on, he played on a two-way last year. Yeah, but he did enough where I thought he could maybe get a full mi- minimum somewhere. He's one of those so. guys that
0: have just kind of played in the league for a while. I think they like him on a two-way, too, because he's got G League experience. And there's something to be said about a guy who has G League experience, some NBA experience, maybe running point quite a bit in Santa Cruz to kind of help these other guys that you might be working on, yeah. right? Like, there's something about having that leadership. We think about those the G League teams as just purely developmental, and they are, but there's a part of development that's important, and having some of those locker room leaders, I think, is important. Not saying that Chris Gioza is, like, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, locker room leader, but um, there's something there. Um, uh, Gary Payton the second. we learned today that he is going to be, you and I both reported, his that partial guarantee deadline, which was originally set for tomorrow, recording to this on Tuesday, originally set for Wednesday, has been pushed back to the start of training camp, uh, or to training camp. Um, and so, what that means is that Gary Payne is going to play out the rest of this summer league with the Warriors, uh, and that he'll probably be involved in training camp somehow and that he's still got a shot to make this roster, right? That's ultimately what's happening. So now we can kind of, firm, where Gary Payton was one of those three non-guaranteed deals, partially guaranteed deals, along with Damian Lee and Michael Mulder, he was kind of that one that we're like, all right, but really he's probably going to be on his way out because his, guaranteed deadline, his partial guaranteed deadline is so early, as opposed to those guys who are opening night guarantees. Um, but uh, now this kind of puts him on the same sort of playing field and really opens up that competition. It's really, I think, a three-man race, because if you look at the roster right now, Connor, there's 16 guys, and you would just assume that one of those guys, uh, Peyton Lee, Mulder, is not going to make it. And I think you and I agree,
1: like, Damian Lee's pretty much safe if he's competing with those three guys, or those I, two other guys. I would I would, I would, would agree with with that, just partly because of the equity he's built within the mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can understate the camaraderie he has, not just with Steph, but with Draymond and, and Even Clay, yeah. uh, Even though Clay hasn't played in two years, Um, and the thing that the thing that I like about Damian Lee is he's clutch. He has he has played his best in the biggest games. He's 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 hit like hit two game winning shots last season for a role guy. That's Mm -hmm. really impressive. And yeah, no. Steve Kerr loves him. He's like the next Kevon Looney in terms (laughs) of in terms of uh, Steve's admiration. Steve has gone on record saying that. Damian Lee is the player he most identifies with because if you look at their careers, they're they've kind of they're kind of similar players. So uh, no, and he stays and he stays ready.
0: And there's something to be said about that. It sounds like a sports cliche, because yeah. it basically is. But there, like you're right, the guy can walk in and be like, "Oh, you need me to hit a game winner against Chicago? I got this." And not to say he's going to do that every single night. Yeah, but there is something to be said about okay, when you have a, a, a roster with a lot of depth, which the Warriors, in some respects, are they have a lot of guys that need to play. Um, it's there's something to be said about a guy who's been in the league, who has seen some things, has played with the main guys, yeah. and has a relationship with them. And you know, okay, if he's getting 20 minutes as our starter because Clay's not ready to go one night, great. Yeah. But there's another night where he's not playing at all. He's not going to complain. And there's another night where, hey, we got no shooting. We're in a pinch, and in the fourth quarter, he hasn't played all night. And in the fourth quarter, he runs out there and he plays 10 minutes.
1: And he's going to play well right away. He doesn't really need to warm up and all that stuff. He's he he's, right. he's solid at a lot of things. His he's just not great at a lot of mm-hmm. at anything. But he's solid at a lot of things. And uh, you know, when we're breaking down the roster and our articles and what have you, you know, we always have to mention that there's still three guys on the roster who have partial or non guaranteed deals. Those being Lee. Michael Mulder, Gary Payton, the second. And I almost hate including Lee in that conversation because even though it's it's partially guaranteed, he's 100% going to be on the roster yeah. this season. So you just have to pencil him in.
0: So Mulder and Payton, we're kind of looking at that as maybe the competition there. Um, I think one of the other fallouts when we're looking at this rotation is who is the sixth man? And we've got some options here. Otto Porter, Jordan Poole. And I think we got to throw Andre Iguodala and maybe even Juan Descano Anderson into that mix. I don't. I think the stuff that we say about okay, who's the sixth man, seventh man, like whatever, is a little overstated. It doesn't mean necessarily the first guy off the yeah. bench. Um, but it to me, what I think about sixth man, I think it could be just like what Utah did last year, like what the Warriors did with Livingston and Iguodala there at the peak of that dynasty. These are our two guys, one or two or even three guys. Like these are just they're playing every single night. They don't start, but they're playing every single night and they have a very defined role, right? Where guys like Damian Lee. They could play most nights, but they don't really have a defined role. It's not like, hey, we're basing our rotation off of this guy. Right. Um, So I go back to it. Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, Wanda Scano, Anderson, Andre Iguodala. Let's start there. Is Iguodala in that mix now?
1: No. You think he's past that? I think he's past that. Based off what we saw in Miami last season, he's just... He's not the same player. Uh, I think they mainly brought him in for the veteran leadership. I think think he will play. Uh, I think he'll be in the rotation, but... I'm not even sure he's a top seven, eight rotation guy. I think he's. I think he's like a 15 minute per night guy. Uh, I think if you're going to talk about six man in terms of who's the you know next best player, uh, next most helpful player outside of the starting five, um, you got to say Otto Porter Jr. If he's healthy. I mean, if Otto Porter Jr. is healthy, he is an essential role player type guy. He's, I mean. He's, he does all the things you want out of a role guy in the system. And he can score a little bit. And he's an elite shooter. An elite shooter.
0: He was an elite um, shooter.
1: My only worry with
0: Otto Porter. And, yeah, he could switch a couple different positions. He's long. I think you're on to something there. He he wants to kind of play that Iguodala role. You could tell when we talked to him on a Zoom conference on Monday. But um, I also think that Jordan Poole has something to say about that as far as being the sixth best player just because of what he could provide as a ball handler. Defensively, he's not what Otto Porter is. Shooting, he's not what Otto Porter is. But just ball handling is so important. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just I would throw him into that mix. It was just like. Well,
1: I think Poole is going to be the sixth man in a sense of just like the guy who scores the most off the bench. Yeah. Just like Lou Williams or Jordan Clarkson or what have you. But uh, if you're talking about... I, I, Otto Porter is a much better player than Jordan Poole, in my opinion. He's a much more well-rounded player than Jordan Poole. At least at this stage of their careers.
0: Yeah, Poole's going to have to take another leap. The way that the Warriors basically struck out on all the, like, the proven veteran type of backup point guards, Jordan Poole's going to have to take another leap. He took a leap last year. He needs another leap this year. Like, he has to in order for the Warriors to fill that need. And we can see that that's a need for them, right? That backup point guard spot because they are doing this Chris Chiosa thing. They're, they're extending Gary Payton's uh, partial guarantee deadline. You know, they're putting a lot on Jordan Poole right now. They're kind of in a mix-and-match situation. I think Iguodala could also be sort of maybe a, a backup point guard in a sense if it doesn't look good from pool early on. They could maybe slot him into that role. We know that Iguodala can do some playmaking, so um, we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. Um, we've got Le Tuesday Trivia coming up next. This is Locked on Warriors. Let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good, and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high in fiber. They have plenty of delicious flavors available now. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. I'm not lying when I tell you I have five boxes of Built Bars in my apartment right now. I have Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, and Double Chocolate, and I've really Been enjoying the orange. Uh, If you don't have a favorite yet, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two each of nine flavors. I highly recommend that to those of you who will be new to Built Bar. Not only is Built Bar the best tasting protein bar I've ever had, but it's healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. This is perfect for every diet amazing flavors all tasty all healthy go to built.com use that promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off on your order use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com Okay back here with Locked on Warriors with Connor Laterno of the San Francisco Chronicle and as you know longtime listeners of the show when Connor comes on Tuesday we call it the Tuesdays and we end each show on the Tuesday with the Tuesday trivia so here's what we do. We I so for some background for those who don't know the segment, Connor has an encyclopedic type of memory for where people went to college, uh, especially basketball players. And so in normal times, when we would sit on press row, Connor and I would watch the games, and I would see some random guy who maybe I've only loosely heard of, or maybe never heard of, and be like, "Where did he go to school?" And Connor would tell me like Nevada State, Arkansas, or something like that. I don't know, made up a college, two states in it. It's really crazy. It's kind of on the border of nevada and arkansas because they're next to each other that's right yeah uh and um yeah i would just be like okay and then i would look it up and it would be right and it's weird and i thought i could take that game that we play uh just on media road during the season to the podcast um and do that here so that's what we're gonna do we've done this now for six weeks in a row I really should keep. I should write this down, but I'm pretty sure you're like 35 and 30 or something. I've I've missed two guys. You've missed two guys so far: James Ennis and some guy that we've never heard of from the 90s.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm still mad about the James Ennis one. The other one, not so much, since he was drafted around. I think the same year I was born. So here's what we're gonna
0: do: each week we do a theme. Connor, you started covering the Warriors in 2016. I was gonna pull up the 2016 Summer League roster.
1: Ooh. But because... Did you find w- that readily available?
0: Well, I wasn't sure when you exactly... I didn't. I wasn't sure if you started before or after Summer League. Uh, uh, I season. started right
1: after. Well, so I actually to... did the 2017. So league. that's what I pulled up was the
0: 2017 roster because I didn't know if you covered the 2016 one. So, Jordan Bell was on that roster. Yeah. We know that. Chris Boucher was on that roster. We yeah. know that. Uh, Damian Jones was on that roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually a pretty stacked roster. Patrick McCaw, Kevon Looney.
1: Patrick McCaw is so great.
0: He actually had a really nice summer league, didn't he? Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> he um,
0: but I'm not going to ask you about those
1: guys, because those right. guys are
0: easy. So we're going to go down and uh, pick out And just
1: And just so the, the casual observer understands, when we cover the Warriors in summer league, we're paying attention to the guys on contract or the guys who have a chance to get a contract. You know, the other guys who fill out the roster, we're not, like, studying them. So some of these names you're about to mention, I probably don't remember covering them in that summer league because I don't pay attention to those guys because they're irrelevant to the narrative of the season. Ready? Yeah.
0: Jabari Brown.
1: Jabari Brown uh, started at Oregon. He finished at University of Missouri. uh, Oakland guy, went to Oakland High. Uh, played for the Oakland Soldiers. We actually wrote a feature on him that summer. <laughs> uh, his dad had passed away shortly oh. before that. So oh, wow. Ty Webster, Ty Webster, uh, University of Nevada, or sorry, University of Nebraska, uh, University of Nebraska. I believe he's from New Zealand. He is. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He he put up numbers for a bad Nebraska team. Jacory Williams. Damn. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know who that is. At least this
0: <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. All right, finally got one. I thought I didn't think that would be the hardest one. Uh, Noah Allen.
1: Uh, was he Hawaii? He was. Yeah. All right. Let's get one more here.
0: Justin Harper.
1: Um. Was Justin Harper Richmond? He was. He actually played in the league. Yeah. Played with that Dallas. That probably wasn't the hardest one. The hardest one was Jakort Williams. That was a hard one. Yeah. I don't even think he like actually played minutes for that team. That's not league team.
0: Alright, you ready for your well, you don't get a bonus because you didn't get them all right. No, oh, we can, can do I, it. We can do it. Um Alex
1: Hamilton. Louisiana Tech. Um, yeah, I think I got you. With yeah, Alex Hamilton also played in the league. Yeah, so. he did.
0: Is Texas A&M Commerce the same thing as Texas A&M?
1: Uh, Texas A&M Commerce is not. It's a Division II school, and I know who you're talking about. I did a big feature on him. Okay. I uh, wasn't sure. Daryl, uh, what's his last name? What's his last name? Williams. Daryl Williams. Yeah. He play, started at Oklahoma State, uh, was... Convicted for rape, uh, but it came out and actually served prison time. And it came out later that they were completely false allegations and uh, ended up resuscitating his career, going to a D2 school. Wow. Uh, and I did a big thing on it at the time. And I just forgot his last name because I do a lot of stories and I forget <laughs> people sometimes. The head
0: coach of that team was Chris DeMarco.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: who obviously has been coming up in the Warriors organization. All right, Connor, that'll do it for the Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining me, as always. To all of you listening, thanks for doing that. That'll do it for us. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast, Comment and leave a five-star rating. It really does help. You can read my work over at mercurynews.com, the San Jose Mercury News. Reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or you can email me at wgoldberg at com. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here tomorrow.